Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim. We have Tyler. What is up, everyone? What's going on? Same old. Same old, same old. Real quick, thank you guys for holding it down last week. Thank you to Anthony Murphy for stepping in. I do appreciate you guys for that. I was down for the count. But I'm back. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have you back. I kind of, I kind of feels good to you be weren't here last week. Yeah, feels good to be back. But thank you guys for holding it down. Thank you, Anthony, for stepping in. Good show last week. Feels good to be back though. Yeah, we're glad That'd to have you back. Anthony was life. great though. Anthony was great. Was. That was a really, that was a really good show last week. He was, but I'm, gl- I'm glad to be back. We're glad to have you back. It feels like I'm home. Yes, indeed. But um, I guess it's another NS9 Live. We had an emergency podcast this week. Raldis Chapman signed a $10.5 million deal. We're going to talk about that. Uh, so I guess, I mean, the good thing is finally some actual Pirates news that we can digest and talk and discuss. Uh, but what we're also discussed today is the Brewers made a move. Reese Hoskins, I think, uh, I mean, that's kind of relative because a lot of people felt that that's a player the Pirates could have signed. Right, it goes in division rival, the the Brewers, and uh, our very own Neil today wrote an article highlighting if and why the Pirates shouldn't sign Trevor Bauer. Quite a stir on Pirates Twitter, I'll say that. My mentions were blowing up all day, and I was super busy at work, so that was fun. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about yeah. tonight. Welcome back, Tyler. Yeah, Neil's article was fun. Yeah. It was it was, it was uh, <laughs> the comments under the the tweets it was uh trevor bauer is a very polarizing topic amongst the uh amongst all of society apparently so i guess we got to think at the very least we could jim i think at the very least we could say we've stirred some shit up yeah north shore nine has stirred some stuff up here well north shore nine has kind of stirred some stuff up the last couple days like, yeah, we yeah, have I mean, between between the Chapman signing and the Bauer article that Neil put out. Um, yeah, a, a lot of and, and I guess what I I hate talking about <laughs> that kind of stuff. I hate it. Like I want to be talking about baseball right now. Um, yeah. And and you know what? Shame on Ben Sherrington for making us talk about stupid stuff like this. To be honest. I can't even say blame him for this. I mean, he did make a signing. He he signed a Chapman. Oh, I guess I get you relate to that. Okay, that's kind of what. Yeah, led that's what I mean. Like all of this, fair, le- it fair. all led to this. Yeah, got you. I see where you're going. I was thinking the lack of moves, lack of pirates talk, led us to talking about speculative stuff like signing Trevor Bauer. But no, no, no. You make a lot of sense here because he signed Heraldus Chapman. That led us down this uh, this little path here. Jim, yeah. the problem is that Tanar doesn't live in the real world with real human being emotions. And you and I do. Or we have real thoughts oh, man, on things Denardo. and not just looking at numbers of uh, Trevor Bauer, he threw well, well like five years ago, so take him. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to Are it. you we'll really it. trying to say I don't have yeah, emotion? <laughs> Ah, well, you, you don't talk have into the right one there, buddy. Uh, maybe not. Em- 
you have emotion, just no morality. It's fine, but we can get there. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> that's where we're going with this one. All right, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. But where do we want to start? Let's, we're kind of leading that path. I mean, let's, do we want to start there, yeah. or do we want to start elsewhere? No, let's let's start with Araldus Chapman. That's that is the, the pirate news, right? Um, you know that we we were kind of waiting for them to do something, anything whatsoever, and then we kind of get blindsided out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, there this there was at no point where the pirates ever linked to Aroldis Chapman. At no point did I even see that they were out there looking for back end bullpen help. Like this just came out of the just came out of the blue. Bam! Pirates Aroldis Chapman agree to a deal, um, one year, ten and a half million dollars ten and a half million dollars to a guy who is uh you know if all goes well gonna throw 50 innings this year kind of just way it, it's just a weird signing it's out of the ordinary it's not something you expect this team to do um it it, it really really caught me off guard Denard, do we just Go want ahead. to start with Jim's thoughts here? Because I feel like you had your emergency pre- your emergency podcast. I put a blog out about it. I feel like Jim's the one we haven't really heard from about this. You know, that's fair. I forgot you did the blog. That's why we've I heard was his tweets, back, but not I, like a legitimate podcast. Thought. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of just opening. That I wrote a blog about it. Everybody, so. I have my feelings. As my, as I know, but ghosts. Are I don't want to jump in with my own thoughts here on this because because I have. I've is that right? I've been very vocal about it, and I think Jim has been very vocal about it as well. Never mind. My computer just decided to take a poo-poo on me. There I am. I'm back. <laughs> Real vocal about it. As Anyhow, but I don't feel like it. we've seen Jim's like official stance here on it. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, I just uh, I mean, want to hear your thoughts on it in general. You you want to hear my thoughts. So I mean there there are a few ways to approach this, right? Um from from a I I, I want to hear your thoughts. Move standpoint. I, I, you want to hear just all my thoughts. Just let me go for a few minutes here. All right. From a baseball move standpoint. Um I just want to hear Jim you know, I, there were Okay. Well, that's what I'll do. <laughs> just let me talk about it. <laughs> uh from a baseball move standpoint, Aroldis Chapman is Still a very good pitcher. He's got incredible stuff. Uh, last year, sort of like a resurgence for him, right? You could you could say he was down uh, these last couple years prior to this past season. Signs with Kansas City, gets things back on track. Strikeout rates just through the roof, over 30%. Um, walk still a pretty big issue for him. So, you know, you're going to expect, you know, when he, when he comes into the ball game, he's going to, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be entertaining. Uh, he's he's gonna make it interesting. He's gonna walk people, but he's also gonna like strike out the side like half the time. Um, the stuff's incredible. We are all very, very, very familiar with Araldus Chapman, um, with his time with Cincinnati, his time with the Cubs. You know the Pirates in particular. We just we've seen a lot of them right throughout his career. We kind of saw him break into the league. Saw the, the the crazy stuff. Um, we saw him move to another team within the division. We've seen him win World Series. He's got postseason success. He's got World Series success. Like the, the dude has put together a really, really, really good career. 
Um, with that being said, it's a, it's a weird move because the Pirates right now, as they're currently constructed, like, is this like the thing that you want to go out there and spend $10 million on? I, I think that's a valid question to ask because as much as we want the Pirates to go out there and spend money, we, we do know there, there, there are limited resources available and choosing to use those resources on a guy who's going to pitch one inning every three days. Is it really like the best use of the resources? I think you could have an argument there. Um, he's good. He shortens the game for you. So a team that has starting pitching question marks like the Pirates, it makes sense to say, hey, I need to make these games as short as possible. So let's strengthen that bullpen. Like that's a way to kind of overcome those those lack of quality arms in the rotation is, hey, if we can just get through like if we can figure out a way to get through five innings, right? We can we can put this thing on lockdown. So you wonder if that's maybe the strategy they're they're shifting to because they've they've swung and missed it at some of these starting pitching targets. Um, I think that this move in a vacuum, like this can't be like the only thing, right? There's got to be something else behind this because it just doesn't make sense to go out there and just drop a ton of money on a guy who's not going to give you that many innings over the course of a season. So I think there's something else in play here, whether that be a trade. Um, now, you know, you, you've got the bullpen is now a, a pretty good strength of this team. So do you deal from that strength? to address a weakness. Um, that's something to watch out for. Uh, but from a, from a baseball move standpoint, it, like I said, it caught me off guard. It's, it's interesting. I could see what they're doing with this. Um, it's just not probably what I would have done, uh, but, but I, can, I can see the vision behind it. Um, from a personal standpoint, I don't like Aroldis Chapman. Don't like him at all. And this isn't, and, and we can go into the whole domestic violence thing too. And, and you know, we've I've been pretty outspoken about this before. I don't like Jiwan Bay. I don't want to root for Jiwan Bay. I don't want to root for Aroldis Chapman. I watch Pirates baseball to be entertained. I don't want to cheer for people who I don't like, and I don't like Aroldis Chapman. Um, that's just one reason why I don't like him. I think a whole other thing that's kind of just being forgotten about here is like the Pirates had the greatest player of our lifetimes, right? Like in his heyday. And Aroldis Chapman was the guy who on multiple occasions deliberately threw 103-mile-an-hour fastballs straight at his head. And so I think that's another thing that, like, I'm just pissed off about that. Like, I hate the guy. The dude tried hurting Andrew McCutcheon, and you can't do that. Like that, that right there, boom. I don't like you. I don't even like the other stuff. We can forget about it, but I'm never going to forgive him for that. Like plain and simple. Like it's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's. I'm not happy about the move. I would have preferred them to gone out there and spent this money on someone who quite frankly, I think could be more valuable. Um, and I think uh, could also just not be someone 
who I despise. And, and I think a lot of this fan base is forgetting that like 10 years ago, we hated this guy. We hated him because like he was causing physical harm to the greatest Pittsburgh pirate most of us have ever seen. And I, I can't I can't forgive that. Sorry. Okay, I'll go now. There you go. Because I don't want I don't want Denardo to speak because we know where he's going with it. Um to speak in James Harrison terms, if Heraldus Chapman was on fire, I wouldn't piss to put him out. That's how I feel <laughs> about the fella. I don't like Heraldus Chapman. I will not root for him. When he had a baseball hit back at his head. It was one of the happiest days of my life. I thought he deserved every single second of it. I hate the guy. Hate him. A lot of that's because of him throwing 103 at Andrew McCutcheon. A lot of that is because he's a terrible human being that I don't think deserves in Major League Baseball. I wrote a blog about it. Read it if you want to. I'm just letting it all out right now because I don't want to spend the entire season just bashing him every single time we have to. It's not good. For the viewers, it's not good for anybody. Nobody wants to hear us complain about him all the time. And if I don't get this all out right now, then it's going to happen. Baseball-wise, baseball wise, though, I do agree with Jim. I don't know that it's a very good baseball move because I think that there's an allocation of money that should have been spent elsewhere. But I also think just in baseball terms, I think there's a reason to have caution about it. I can't with this guy. I can't. What, what are you, Tyler? Morales Chapman. Possibly a pitcher. If you look at last year, yeah, I know my internet just keeps pooping on me, but we're going to deal with it. We're going to fight through it. But if you look at last year, he was really good at the beginning of the year with the Royals. He was throwing about 99-something on his fastball. He got traded to the Rangers. His fastball velocity went down to about 98.3. With Aroldis Chapman, and we all know it, because we watched that Cubs-Indians at the time World Series, where we saw Joe Madden wear him down. Yes. When the velocity's not there with the Raldis Chapman, he's not a very effective pitcher. And if you look through his career, if he's not throwing 99, 100, 101, his numbers become pedestrian. So when you look at last year, after he got traded to the Rangers, his fastball velocity went down to about 98.3. His ERA shot up to about 3.75. I'm guessing off the top. It's around that ballpark. That is not a guy that I want to spend $10.5 million on. He's 35 years old. There are some concerns here with Aroldis Chapman. If his velocity does dip down to maybe even like 2022 levels, where he was throwing about 97, you're paying $10.5 million for a guy that's not very good. If you look at Aroldis Chapman in general, when he's throwing... 97 98 his numbers become very pedestrian just for like i actually have these pulled up shocker tyler has numbers i know when he's throwing 98 
His weighted on base average is 311. 99, 322. When he gets to 100, it's 248. When it's below 100, he's really struggling. And it's because of the numbers that Jim already discussed where his walk rate's always going to be very bad. When he's not able to get those swings and misses and strike out guys at like a 15 per nine level, he becomes more of a like good reliever. A good reliever is not a guy you're spending $10.5 million on, and he's 35 years old. There are concerns with him. Just throwing everything else we have to think about him aside, there are legitimate concerns with this. Yeah, I uh, think that's fair. fair. I think it's fair to question Chapman's ability going forward. Again, last year, really good bounce back year, in particular with Kansas City. You, you saw him in Texas. He actually didn't perform all that well in the postseason. Um, but it's so, so, and, and yeah, I did just now notice this. In Kansas City, average fastball velocity, 99.6. In Texas, 98.3. That fastball dropped about a mile and a half um, after that trade. And you look at the years where he struggled, 2022, 97 and a half, 2021, 98, 98.4, 2020, 98. Um, that's kind of where he got into those danger zones. That's when his walk rate also just ballooned. So, yeah, I mean, if that strikeout rate isn't hovering in like that 40% range where it was last year and he's not throwing hard, then you could potentially have, have an issue here. Um, I'm I'm okay though with like taking a gamble. I think the I, again I'm I'm fine with taking a gamble on talent. Like the guy clearly has talent. I'm going to trust that he's going to be a pretty good pitcher. But I think like I said, the, the other stuff is really more of the concern to me. Yeah. So the one thing that bothers me is the fact that we feel like. $10.5 million isn't a good use of resources for Chapman. And what I just say to that is stop it. Like, just stop it, guys. Like, of you two, just stop it. Like, I get what you're saying, but the same point, it's like we preach and preach how, like, the Pirates could go out and spend money on a Bellinger. They could spend $23 million on Bellinger and certainly be within $100 million. And what's Bellinger going to be? three to four war, like at max, probably. So you're spending 10 million on a two war player still, regardless of position, whatever, you know what I mean? That's, that's the same type of thing we're talking about. Like, and it's still 10 million. Like you're still approaching, still not even at $80 million. They could still spend $20 million on a pitcher, be a hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? So stop it. Stop pr- trying to fit this in. Like this isn't a good baseball move because they should spend that on a starting pitcher. They should be doing both. You know, and I think what this led to is they pivoted because they were missing out starting pitching. So they just said, well, you know what? Let's just shore up a strength and make it a more dominant strength. And I'm not saying, and I'm not sure like they're there yet at this is like a complete shutdown bullpen, but that's where it's approaching. That's where this potential is. Like you already have Bednar, you had a Chapman in there. You know, that's what I talked about on the emergency podcast. Like this is now turning into some guys in this bullpen that you actually fear. Les Baruckies, which mind you, and I jokingly say this, but like he had a good season, right? But does anyone actually fear Ryan Baruckie? No, I don't think so. Now he has good numbers, but do you actually go in that batter's box and say, oh my God, Ryan Baruckie's up there. What am I going to do? 
No, you don't, right? Now he finds ways to make outs, and that's good. But that's what a Roger Chapman does. You know, that's what David Bednard does. If Horderman can continue to build upon what he's been doing, he has the potential to do that also. Now you're looking at seven, eighth, ninth inning guys that you have some fear in. So you're making this a true strength now. And if they can pivot and find some ways to create and, and make that rotation, like you said, Jim, find a way to get through five innings, you're maneuvering around to find success. So that's why I like this as a baseball move. I absolutely do. This makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because it's something that we not, we're not thinking of at all. And now that it's happened, it's like, well, shit. Like, why weren't we? They should have been doing this all along. You know, make, make that bullpen a real strength. But I get what all you guys are saying, too. Like, you, you take the person. And I absolutely get it. I mean, the guy fired a handgun eight times in a domestic dispute. Like, not even once. It wasn't like, what, what did I just do? He said, two. And so said, this seems about right. Three. You know what? This feels good. Four. Yeah, let me do it four more times. You know what I mean? Like he shot a gun eight times while fighting with his, actually, was it his girlfriend or wife at the time? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Regardless of, you know what I mean? Like he shot a gun eight times. No, he's a dog shit human being. Like regardless of how you view it, there's nothing, like something's not up here that's, that's, that's tight. Any one of you guys shot a gun eight times in your residence because you got into a fight. That's not cool. You know what I mean? So like for someone to sit here and say, I don't want to root for that person. I can understand it. Everyone has personal things that happen in their lives, right? A lot of people can relate to this stuff more than others in negative and positive ways. And like, if you have a real life experience that relates to something like that and it affects you, like, I have no right to look and say, oh, you guys are babies. Like, that's stupid. I mean, there's, there's something that personally strikes you. I should have the risk. Like, I should be able to respect that. You know what I mean? And like, we all kind of agree, like as a baseball movie, he's on the team. You're not going to root against him per se. Like, you don't want him to fail. He's on here, but you don't have to root for him. You know what I mean? You don't have to sit here and say, oh, yay, Aroldis Chapman's up. I'm so happy. Like, no, you don't have to. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I, I should respect you for that. Like, that's how you just usually get along. Like, I understand where you're coming from. I can understand. I don't understand how you don't understand that either. I can certainly understand where you're coming from. And I can respect that. It's that easy, guys. Like, it's that easy. Much of the show tonight, it's that easy. I can just simply respect your viewpoint. Because it's a pretty egregious damn thing of what he did. Now you want to talk about the cut stuff. <laughs> like that's a whole nother thing as well. And I should yeah. understand that. What I'll say to that though, is like as a fan. And I think, I feel like I fan less than most fans. Like I don't really, you do. You're less of a fan. You're less, you less. Yeah. You don't fan as much as, as me. I put it this way as a dolphin fan. I love Tom Brady. Like that says everything is that it like you need to hear. <laughs> like, well, then you're I not wish a Tom Brady was a dolphin because that guy is an amazing guy. But anyways, if Kutch is cool, and I'm sure they went to Kutch, like I'm sure they at least talked to him. We're gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in Chapman. To be fair, they have played together before in New York, right? But regardless, I'm sure New York didn't care what Kutch had to yeah. say then, right? 
this is a this is a move that you are going to catch with as a front office saying, hey, listen. You would you think this front office you is going to anybody so. and asking you anything. Would imagine so. Anyways, if he's cool with it, I'm cool with it. That, that's about the only viewpoint of this. Like, if he's cool with it, I'm cool with that aspect. Not I don't know if Tyler is staring at me or he's frozen, but I'm getting a very dirty look by him. I'm I'm gonna throw my computer off a wall. But that's just what I'm gonna say there. Like as far as the fandom side of that goes in that aspect, like if Kutch is cool with this, that's all that matters. I don't care if Kutch is cool with it. Yeah, I don't care either. I'm and not that's cool. fine. Like, like for you, I get that. But like as far yeah. as the team goes, like if Kutch is cool with it, it's water on the bridge, that it's not gonna affect the clubhouse. You know, Dude, like, there's no, not cool no, that's Dude, there's zero chance that they went to Kutch and asked him about this. They did not. This team does not give a shit. I'm with Tyler. There's no way they did it. Do you think this no. team had the the just the general foresight to even do something like that? I no. you I, I I will never underestimate this team's ability to just screw everything up. So I I would be surprised, honestly, if the Pirates approached Andrew McCutcheon about this deal in any way whatsoever. I would be absolutely shocked. This team gave as much thought about this on a personal level as I do whenever I'm like, eh, I might stop and pick up a six-pack at the gas station. That's how much thought they gave. You drive I'll just say this. Like, Ooh, that looks pretty. Swing it. They don't, they don't deserve, right? We've said this time and time again. Like, they don't deserve benefit of the doubt. To be thought that way. They get yeah. the benefit of the doubt, but I would imagine there was some conversation. I, I just would imagine, and if not, still though, if Kutch is cool with it, that's to me, that's the only thing that matters. The disturbance of the clubhouse no. matters. And if See, he was going to no. be brought in and Kutch had a real problem with it, then that this signing is a problem. But if they're all cool, that's the only thing that matters to me in that aspect. Well, all and, I need, we'll never know because Andrew McCutcheon is never going to come out and say that he he's not cool with it. It's not maybe he will like he's he's the he's the quintessential uh team player here like he is he is going to come out in support of this he's going to say it was two competitors competing he's going to say all the 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 rate the normal cliches right because that's well then, just who he is then let's put it this way jim that tells me everything as well he might not have asked him but he's going to be okay with it he's going to say he's okay with it All I need to know about this franchise is that they tried to make G1 Bay like the face of their franchise for like two months last year. They have no I don't idea. About two months, but yeah. Yeah, yeah it was damn close. He got pretty They bad shoved pretty him quickly. down our throats because he smiled. This team's got no clue. They don't know a damn thing about PR. They don't know anything about anything. They're a joke. A flat-out joke. That's what they are. That's why I don't believe anything they'll ever tell us. They can. I wouldn't be shocked if they just sign every bad person ever. Well, I think that's like the 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 thing that gives me the most hesitancy about this too. Is like I'm I'm expecting something else here, and what I'm expecting is that the Pirates aren't going to want to spend over fifteen million dollars on two relief pitchers. So what does that mean? 
means you got another really good reliever out there who's arbitration eligible, uh, who's in his first year of arbitration, who's really good, and a lot of other teams would like to have him. And, uh, yeah, you move that guy who's from here, who everybody loves, because you just signed somebody who everybody hates, and you're going to go out there and address a need by trading you know, the, the second most loved player on this team. And I'm talking about David Bednar, if you haven't you know caught on to that by now. But I don't know, like, I just don't trust this team to be spending this much money on their bullpen and just being like, you know what, we're cool with this. It's not something that I've ever seen them do before. And if they are serious about spending, you know, $22 million. Actually, they're, they're probably at about $22, $23 million bullpen right now. Over like about a third of their payroll is yeah. their bullpen currently. I don't think that's something they want to do. And so just the just the, the the person in me who's been hurt and hurt and hurt for 30 years by this by this organization just fears the worst. And they're like, you know what? And I'm thinking a role to Chapman is David Bednar's replacement. And David Bednar is going to be traded for that starting pitcher that we need to fill out this rotation. And then you can go, we can go ahead and argue the merits of that and whether that's good or bad. Uh, right. it, you know, it's probably might be a good baseball move to trade your, trade your aging closer for a starting pitcher with control. We can have that conversation if it ever happens, but that's like really, that's immediately where my head went. My head went this team isn't going to spend $25 million on a bullpen. Who's the guy they're going to trade? It's going to be David Bednar, and they're going to address a need that they frankly shouldn't need, but they have a need now because they fail to develop pitching over and over and over again. So they're going to trade the one guy everybody likes because they suck at developing pitching. And they, they're trading him now because they just signed somebody that half the fan base hates. If I can That's touch on that, if I can touch on that real quick, throwing out everything I've already said about Ross Chapman, if he does come back at the level that he was with the Royals, you have created an absolute dominant bullpen. You have three guys that are pretty much lights out. It's probably the strongest one spot of a of this team that we've seen in a very long time. Like just of any of the pieces they could do bullpen wise, they have just become a lights out bullpen. If Aroldis Chapman returns to what he was with the Royals, moving pieces of that to me is just absolutely asinine. I think you have to just maintain at least one part of your roster being an absolute strength because Honestly, at this point, you might have one of the top two bullpens in baseball. Like, nobody is really rolling out there with, mm. like, a Rodas Chapman, David Bednar, Colin Holderman. That's legit in the, your three. It's a it's a top. I'll, I'll say it's, a, it's, it's up easily there. a top. I'll say it's easily a top ten bullpen. And uh, yeah, I'd say I top, five, could, top five. I think top you could three. argue it's top five. Yeah. I'm not. You could, you could argue. Yeah. yeah, I want to take a step back. That's why I kind of cringe a little bit when you're talking there. Like, I'm not ready to call it's it a dominant there, man. Like, bullpen It's dominant. Yet. But it has the legs to be it. Because uh, I'm not ready to label Holderman there yet either. Like, I need more consistency from him. I like Holderman a lot. I do, but I want more consistency before I'm able to lump him into the most dominant bullpen in baseball, if that makes sense.
top 10 for sure. And that's why like, I highlighted, just to put this out there real quick to talk about, like the 2012 bullpen, which was good, was the 11th ranked, as far as ERA goes, bullpen in baseball. Mm-hmm. So like... What year did you say? I'm sorry. 2012. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... But the guys that well, mattered there, the, like the guy, when you got a lead, it, yeah. it's, it stayed there. Like we're... Yeah, but even without that, we're talking about guys that back then... Like your four, fifth, sixth, seventh guys, it's kind of like, yeah, they're pitching well. They all have good numbers. I, I just want, but to they're not Hanrahan, like Hanrahan two seven two, Hughes two eighty five, uh, Grilly two ninety one, Watson three thirty eight, Brad Lincoln two seventy three, and then Resop three ninety one. I mean, that's a that's a pretty legit one through five as far as the bullpen goes. Dude, none of those guys are touching Bednar, Holderman, Chapman. Hanrahan, okay. man, Hanrahan's on that level. The rest of them, no. Like the your Han, or Watch Chapman, him. Chapman and Bednar are two guys that are head and shoulders above anything really the Pirates have had of their top two, other than like a Grilly yeah. and Melanson when they're at their peak. And Watson, I would and, say what like, throw throw the whole mid two thousands in there and those. Yeah, I don't know, like this. Good. Like if they're at their but we're best, getting, we're Bednar, getting off topic now. But, I know, but, but if yeah. we're talking like Bednar and Chapman at their best, dominance wise, it's not even close. That's that's fair. I guess it's where I'm at though too, as like the unit. I'm not ready to put Hordeman right there yet, and Chapman. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. It's not the same Chapman either. It's not like you but, said. It like, comes with some issues here. You does. know what I mean? So that's why I'm trying to say. Regardless, we're going down this whole other path. Let's get off of it, but. <laughs> I'm not ready to put him dominance yet. <coughs> certainly yeah. a strength, certainly top 10. We can all agree on that at least. I think it's top five, but okay. Yeah. At least top five. Yeah, like I'll I'll give you that. I won't argue that. And I think it's one of those that you can pen in there and not pencil in where it's like, okay, well, if this guy turns out to this, that this happens. No, like you got two guys right now that are legit. Yeah, I agree. That's why I yeah, said like, it is certainly it is the strength, strength of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it shortens the game, plain and simple. Like if you can get if you can get to the seventh, game's probably over. Right. Um, especially when you look at other bullpens across the majors, like the pirates don't score a ton of runs, but if their best chance to do it is going to be against other teams' bullpens. And so if the pirates can figure out a way to keep things close. Or have a lead late in the game, that back third of a game, like they're going to win some games because of this bullpen. So that's why Palacios is going to stay on the roster. <laughs> I have nothing against Palacios being on the roster in some capacity. He's, he's going to be the late inning uh, lead producer. <laughs> yeah, he can be the, uh, the 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 win probability specialist. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, for the one occasion that you know the the bullpen does blow it up, oh, got to put in Palacios now to get the lead back. Yeah, no, uh, but I, I, again, like from a baseball move standpoint, I I was confused. I can see what they're doing, right? It's still probably not what I would have done, but I can see what they're doing, and I think it has a chance to work. I mean, that's fair. I certainly think it has a chance to work. And I guess the way I look at this, and again, think of it as a baseball move, right, guys? 
I think this is the first move that I saw made this offseason where I, I felt, wow, wow, you know, like this is a difference maker. The other ones we kind of puzzle in like, okay, this isn't, you can find a way, this is okay, at least, you know, whatever. This, this is a difference maker. And again, like it's $10 million of a reliever. That this doesn't happen. It's a splash. So. Like we were, we were saying they needed to make a splash. They made a splash. It wasn't the splash that we were really looking for them to make, but you, this, this was by definition a splash. They made a splash in the other department of the pool. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah. I still hate it, but sure. Fair. All right. Well, cool. Well, anything else about Chapman? No. Talk about him again, like in April. I don't really want to talk about him at all. It just makes me angry. Yeah, like I'm kind of in Tyler's boat. Like I'm, I'm not going to like actively cheer on the guy. He's a pirate, so I hope, I hope while he's in a pirate's uniform, he performs well, so that the pirates do well. But like I'm not going to point out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go out of my way to compliment him. I'm not going to go out of my way to uh, point out his successes. I will go out of my way to point out his failures. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my my stance on it at the moment. Oh, man. For Rodas Chapman's sake, I hope he pitches well because I will trash him. It will be so brutal. <laughs> Every single time he gives up a run, I'm going to be obnoxious. There we go. Well, hopefully he doesn't give up well, too many runs. Yeah, I hope not, that. but yeah. if he does, then... Buckle up, baby. Oh, yeah. If he reverts back to his, say, his 2021 self, 2022 self. I'll kill him. Like, I will just kill him on these podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were just going to end with the. No, no. no. Yeah. But um, can't say it on a podcast, but like in a text. I mean, you got to just. (laughs) Thank God the internet didn't cut out there. If he re- if he reverts back to 2022 a role as Chapman, like we will ride him hard. Oh God, it'll be miserable for him. Yeah, like viewers, yeah. I'm sorry, but I will trash him to death. So hopefully not. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Yes. Yeah, because I don't. Hope I don't want. I, again, I've had too many years of coming on here and just trashing, trashing people. I don't want. I don't want to do that. Yeah, Which, but it'll feel again. It'll feel a little it's, good. It's the pirates' fault for for making us have this conversation. Forty minutes worth of this conversation that I would have rather not had. So let's move on. Let's pivot here, um, and we'll touch before on this. Before we quickly. move on, before we move on, <laughs> how about today's show is sponsored by Chris Gates Fitness. Chris is a friend of the show. Uh, and he's an online fitness coach from Pittsburgh. In addition to being a massive Pittsburgh sports fan, he works with people all over town and all over the world to build muscle, burn fat, and improve their health and fitness. In fact, Chris and myself work together, uh, and I've been able to make some pretty impressive transformations. Uh, lost quite a bit of weight last year. Um, still losing weight this year, so things are going things are going well. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, if you're interested in jumpstarting your fitness journey, make sure you're on Chris's mailing list. When you sign up, you will get a free 21-day training program, a free guide to sustainable dieting, and a free high-protein low-calorie tailgating cookbook. With those freebies, you'll be able to figure out the best and most sustainable way to manage your diet and exercise plan. Visit chrisgatesfitness.com newsletter to sign up. 
Chris also sends out free content every single week to his mailing list, whether it be new articles, YouTube videos, podcast episodes, and more. Again, that's chrisgatesfitness.com slash newsletter to sign up. Jim, I'll just add one more part to that. You can tell you lost weight, buddy. You look good. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like you can see, just based on everybody will see it at the end of our show when Jim's face gets to jump on here and tell us about, <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> you can tell, like, compare that to this Jim. Jim's doing well. Yeah. And that's a better Chris looking Gates. Jim. Better looking Jim, better feeling it's Jim. To a slim Jim. All thanks to Chris Gates. Just want to point that out for you. You look good, buddy. Appreciate it. You know who else is looking good in blue and gold? <laughs> Reese Hoskins. Uh, yeah, I guess let's just touch on that a little bit. Um, again, we have to go too deep, but that happened last night. It's a, it's a move, and again, it kind of relates because I think there was a there's quite a few fans that thought like you know he could fit in the Pirates. I mean, he absolutely could fit in the Pirates, right? So they're they're pined to like have a Reese Hawks Hoskins signing. Um, it doesn't happen, but it goes to an individual rival. It's the Brewers, the team that won the division last year came in first place it's also the team that said we don't want rowdy telez you guys take him so we can upgrade to a reese hoskins so again like it's like okay so we got the sloppy seconds and rowdy telez while they get reese hoskins um so let's talk about a little bit two years and what was it 36 million 34 i thought 34 Two years, $34 million, uh, $17 million a year with an opt-out after year one. Yeah, like, it's a good deal. Very, very good deal. deal. Um, Very reasonable deal. I mean, he obviously missed all of last year uh, with the knee injury, but I don't think the knee injury is going to have much effect on just the ability to just hit nukes. And that's, that's, I mean, that's just who Reese Hoskins is. He's a, Reese Hoskins is a three-outcome player. He hits homers, he gets on base, and he strikes out. Like that's who he is. Um, he doesn't strike out like a, a crazy amount, yeah, but like he does twenty five percent strikeout rate. Um, he's hitting a homer or striking out or walking roughly half the time. <laughs> like he's he's doing he's doing one of those two uh, one of those three things. Um, yeah, man, he he would fit really well in this Pirates lineup right now. They could really use a righty power bat. Um, but he also fits really well on this Brewers team too. Like, I think he's just going to go to Milwaukee and rake, uh, which, which sucks. Uh, it's a, it's a good deal for him. Cause he kind of gets the chance to, to use it as a one-year deal. If he wants to, if he goes and he, he shows out this year, then he goes back on the market and he can, he can get himself a long-term deal. If he, he you know, if he's just so, so, you know, he can, he can kind of, uh, work it out. Uh, the opt out is something that, uh, you know, I don't know if the Pirates were really in on Hoskins, but if they were, you know, we have not seen them. Well, not only have we not seen them do a multi-year deal, but we haven't seen them do a deal like this before with with a player opt-out. So, uh, as far as I know, this, it's not something that the Pirates are comfortable doing, considering they've never done it. Uh, and if you aren't comfortable doing things like that, like you're not going to land free agents like Reese Hoskins. Um, and and you could say that the opt out is is bad for the teams, and, and you know I've heard some people say that. But like at the end of the day, if the player opts out, it means he did. It means he did well. 
right? It means he's it means he's outperforming the rest of his contract. If you're outperforming the rest of your contract, it means you, you probably had a pretty good year, right? So I get that the like the, the the overall upside isn't really there for teams when they make deals like this, but if the opt out happens, it means that he contributed in a positive way to your team. So I don't really think that the Pirates should be anti opt out just because of that, um, especially if it means you're going to be missing out on all these guys to to you know teams who are in your same shoes, right? Milwaukee shouldn't have a payroll 40 plus million dollars over the pirates but here we are right and milwaukee's able to get guys like reese hoskins because they spend money and they're willing to do deals like this and i think you've got to be willing to do deals like this if you are one of those smaller fish in the in the pond like milwaukee like pittsburgh because otherwise you're just not going to get big name free agents these are things that big name free agents want and using these opt-outs kind of levels the playing field a little bit. Like it'll, it allows you to, to like commit long-term to a player, but it gives that player the option to say, you know what, if I want to leave, I can. And like, it's just something it, it sucks as a team. I think like you, you don't want to do deals like this, but at the end of the day, if you don't do deals like this, you're not going to get guys like this and you got to get guys like this. And I guess I kind of look at it as I'm not saying this is what went down, right? But I feel like what the opt-out could do is it, it might be able to lessen it, like your AAV. So he wants to secure money, and he's coming off the ACL injury, right? So that, that takes a negative impact to his free agent market this year. So to maximize money, does he want to take that two-year $40 million deal? Or does he want to take the, two, the, the two-year 34 with an opt-out? So that way he can re-enter free agency next year and then secure the bag. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, how do you maximize your future dollars? Do you go into free agency again at age 32, making 40, or do you go back in next year and try to get like a five-year, four-year, you know, whatever, maximize? So, like, I think what it can do, like, I, I know you're saying, like, it's a bad thing for the team, Jim. And, like, ultimately, it can be because if he's really good, you, you want him next year for 17 more million dollars, you know, the year after. But, again, what you could do is it enables you to have them on a smaller one-year deal per se next year. So it's only 17 instead of maybe 20 or 21 that he could have gotten if he got secured to, you know, two full years. Um, and like you said, though, at the end of the day, it works out. Like if he's good, well, he opts out. Like that was good for your team. Like you got value out of that, right? You probably made money off of the $17 million. And so fine, like you go back into free agency again next year. Like it's just more extra work, but it's not like it's someone that's irreplaceable, right? So like, it, it's not really that bad of a like an idea either. Like it's just again like one of the things that the pirates slack on is just creativity, you know. And like you're saying, like if they're afraid to do that, I guess I get it. Like I would rather have him be here for two years than one, especially if that one year was good. But if that's what you got to do to land him, at least you landed him. Instead, you have Rowdy Telez. So like, what's what's the trade off here? Having the opt out and having Reese Hoskins here for only one year, or having Rowdy Telez here for one year that's what winning clubs do they try to win that's all yeah i think the i think you both hit the nail on the head there just about the pirates and their contracts they're not creative enough with them and I, there's some weird like subset of pirates fans that were talking about how expensive reese hoskins was with this contract 
he got like half a million more a year than Josh Bell did. And Josh Bell is, I love him to death, but Josh Bell's not that good. He got a $33 million deal over two years. Yeah. Reese Hoskins is a better baseball player than him. To me, it's not close. Hoskins, the other part of it is that he had a bad year in 2022 defensively, but for the most part, he's been a decent first baseman from what you can see. He's like not seven, great over there, but like again, it's a first baseman. He, yeah, but like almost the time. he's a we've, floor. We've seen some really player. bad first. Yeah, but we've seen some really bad first base play. So if we're gonna go on that, yeah. that means yeah. nothing to me. The guy like Nardo just said at the at his worst, yeah. he's a two win player, which yeah. you don't have too many two win first baseman. No, out there. no, you really don't. Damn. I don't get it. Like he's a guy that you should be after and you should really like be able to outbid teams on to me because he's really not getting that much here. Obviously maybe he wants to go to a contender. I don't know, but the brewers aren't like a top flight franchise right now. Just it's weird, man. It just seems like they weren't in on him at all. Or else they could have him. That's a fair point, though. You bring up Josh Bell. I like that. Um, I, I mean, I like Josh Bell. I believe in his talent. But Josh Bell is just too too variant. You have a very bad Josh Bell and a very good Josh Bell where Reese Hoskins is just the dude. Like, he just got, got there and perform. He doesn't have, like, the swings. You know what I mean? Like, being bad, being good. And that's not even, like, week by week, month by month, but even, like, year after year. Like, Josh Bell's had some really bad years. In good years, and Reese Hoskins has just consistently been good, just just good. So that's that's fair. Like I would much rather have Reese Hoskins at this price point than a Josh Bell at his, and I wouldn't mind a Josh Bell on this team. So very good point. I'm comfortable enough with Reese Hoskins and just his track record that, like, I would have given him, I would have given him his deal that he wanted, like. <laughs> The dude's 31 years old. The 30, 30 years old now will be 31 be. next year. He's he's never hit less than in a full season. He's never hit less than 27 homers. And that in that season he hit 27 homers. He only played 107 games. Like the dude is the dude can wake up and hit 30 bombs. He's a career. 126 way to runs created plus. He's 26% above average hitting wise. Like the guy can rake. And you know what? If he ages poorly and you're like, he, he's probably shouldn't be putting him in out, putting him out at first base, you know, six times a week, then you know what? You throw him at DH every once in a while. Um, because you know what? He can hit, and that's all you really need from him. Um, if I'm the pirates and and I know my track record, one, my track record in and finding first baseman. And two, I look at my system and I'm like, I don't have anyone who's even remotely close to taking over this position anytime soon. I'm giving Reese Hoskins a five-year, $85, 90000000 dollar deal. Like, because no matter what, the dude's going to hit. The dude's going to hit that entire time. You can say that when Reese Hoskins is 35, maybe he's not the best defensive first baseman in the world. But like the dude can hit, he's going to hit. He has established that throughout the course of his career. 
like if if I'm GM Jim Charrington doing out of the park baseball or whatever, I'm signing Reese Hoskins like long term, five plus year deal. To put it into like Pirates fans' terms, he's like Brian Reynolds at first base. He just hits. He doesn't hit it at a like super high level, but he hits at a very good level that you want. That's and that's like, like four first basemen. That that's fair. Yeah. He's going to give you a 20% above average player at a position. You need that. You need him. And again, like the injury tempers his offseason, like his marketability and such, right? I'm sure money wise, but to Jim's point, and again, like we're not doctors. I get that. But I assume the ACL injury isn't going to hamper him too much or long term. You know, like we're not talking about an elbow injury, a shoulder injury. Like it's it's the ACL. I don't anticipate that being a reason why he's going to fall off. So I'm comfortable with that also. Yeah, like I would have rowdy. I would have locked him up. Like I would have been like, you know what? You don't need a show me deal. Let's let's keep you in Pittsburgh for a while. You've shown me. Here's the yeah. deal. <laughs> You've shown me for six years that you can hit. And we want to pay you for that. That's like that's what I would have done here. I mean, like, look back at like Freddie Freeman when he was around that age. And he is on the market. Nobody really knew what they were going to do with him. I bet someone wishes they would have just taken him and locked him up. Like you just hit at a high level for a long period of time. We'll take you. Yeah, I know Freddie Friedman hits at a higher level, but still. But still. Yeah. I, it's I, a missed opportunity. I, I agree. This is this is a missed opportunity. And I and I like the pricing, the price range was there. It was a team need. It's going to be a team need. Like the Pirates have no answer at first base long term. None whatsoever. There's no one on this roster. And you stop it with Jared Triolo. Yeah, no one on this roster that you can be like, you know what? This guy's our first baseman of the future. So they should have just gone out there and bought their first baseman of the future. And he was there. They've been void of for like 30 years. Forever. Kevin Young was like the last guy. Garrett Jones had a year. Yeah. Adam LaRoche hit after April. Yeah. Adam LaRoche was really good when the Pirates were 20 (laughs) games below 500 already. I, I, to be fair, Josh Bell in his spurts, I mean, he was, but like it's still not. Josh yeah, Bell like, had a good month that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Really, it, yeah. it's been a black hole forever, and you had an opportunity here. Yep, for sure to lock it down. I'm with you, but again, the thing that sings the most is it's going to the division rival, who's already leading the way. Right, they're already the reigning champs in the division, and. uh yeah, they just got better by adding him. So there's that. Yeah, I think a lot of people expected Milwaukee to maybe take a step back this year, um, but they're it seems like they're holding on to Corbin Burns. They you know they still have Peralta and they've got Peralta locked up for cheap for a while now. Um, oh my god, they're they're not they're not going anywhere. Like mm-hmm. they won this division last year, and they are trying to win this division again. And this is the Milwaukee Brewers we're talking about. And like they've already given out. I mean, Ryan Braun got a massive contract by them. Chris Yellich got a massive contract by them. Like they're not afraid to give out money when they need to. 
122 million dollar payroll right now. Milwaukee Brewers. They're also not afraid to go get a pitcher when they need to. CC. Pitcher slash hitter. <laughs> sure. CC hits a big boy home runs then too in that run. But yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So do we want to get to the uh, the polarizing topic here? No. I think it's good to talk about. It. You know what? It's Trevor Bauer, obviously, right? It's been the topic, right? Again, as we mentioned, the article came out today. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Uh, and everyone has an opinion. And this thing, everyone has an opinion on this. And we have really stayed mum. And I think we've prioritized that because none of us really wants to talk about it. But, like, cat's out the bag. So, I, I think, let's just, that's I, I think, Jim, you're the one that said we got to talk about this tonight, too, right? Like, you're the one who brought this up. We got to talk about this tonight, don't we? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> So let's do it. If none of you want to start, I'll be happy to. But there's a lot of talk, and it, it makes so I'll say this it makes sense why there's talks. The Pirates need starting pitching. They're at the point where they're desperate, and you probably have a potential of getting someone with a talent that he brings in for very, very cheap. You talk about a show me deal, like, I'm assuming he's willing to take that because that's only that's only type of deal he's probably going to get offered if he's even offered one for a major league ball club, right? So the mindset is let's go get Trevor Bauer because you can get him for dirt cheap. He could potentially become that ace or the guy behind Mitch Keller. And now you look at rotation and say, you know what? You're piecing together and you're still well under $100 million. Do you want me to continue? <clears throat> um. No, I mean, and and the reason why I think this topic got brought up this week again and is being brought up a lot is because the Chapman stuff, right? Like you sign a role this Chapman, you you bring in a guy with that kind of past. It just opens up the door now for this conversation. You know, there's so many people now where, well, if you're going to sign Chapman, might as well sign Bauer, right? And my my argument to that is just, you know, what's worse than two people I don't like on this team, three people I don't like on this team. Right. Right. Um, now Neil's article, if you haven't read it, you should read it. Right. It's a really good article. He kind of lays out a lot of thoughts. He goes into some, some like non, non domestic violence allegation reasons as to why the pirates might not want a pitcher like Trevor Bauer or pitcher or, or, or Trevor Bauer in particular. Um, I'll say this about the article. I disagree with like the premise that that Trevor Bauer isn't good anymore. Like I I'm pretty confident that if you bring Trevor Bauer and you put him in a major league rotation right now, he is at a minimum uh, an average major league starter. Like I, I I have faith in his ability as a starting pitcher that he would be average, right? Um and yeah, the Pirates could use an average starting pitcher, right? But guess what? There are other starting pitchers out there who are average who haven't had a handful of uh, of allegations against him like this. And I'm not saying that like and, and I don't want to I don't want to make this like a domestic violence episode of NS9 live, but like you can tell me, well, he, he, 
cleared of all charges. You 100% innocent. Well, blah, blah, blah. First off, that's not entirely true. There's still like ongoing investigations going on in some of these. Um, but also like, I don't know, like good people don't have multiple women accuse them of, 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 of you know, domestic assault. Like it's just not, it's not something I want on my team. We've already talked about this at length. Right. Um, but against uh, putting that even to the side again, like with the Chapman stuff, Trevor Bauer's been a problem everywhere he's gone. Like he's he's put up some good seasons, but like Arizona traded him because they were like, we don't want to deal with you anymore. The players on the Diamondbacks were like, we don't want to deal with this guy in our clubhouse anymore. And Cleveland, he got ran out of Cleveland because they didn't want to deal with him anymore. In Cincinnati, he loses his mind and throws a ball 300 feet over a fence. That was pulled from a, Was that in Cleveland? Oh, yeah, that was. Was. yeah, that was right before he got traded. Okay. Oh, okay. But like the guy has caused problems everywhere he's been from a from a team synergy standpoint, right? So let's let's even just forget the other stuff. You're now talking about a Pittsburgh Pirates team that has Henry Davis, you're about to call up Paul Skeens. You're about to call you. You have all these young guys that you're you're bringing up at the same time. They've been playing together in the minors for a while. They've got this synergy. They've got this chemistry. They like each other, right? You bring in Trevor Bauer, and you're risking messing up your entire future, right? By causing just you're throwing something in there that has historically caused problems among major league teams. And if I'm looking at this Pirates team and I'm looking at these guys on this team and the players that you need to rely on, not just for 2024, but for 2025 and for 2026 and for 27 and so on and so on, you bring in a guy like Trevor Bauer, again, who's caused problems everywhere he's been, and you're putting the whole plan at risk of just Blowing up. Again, L.A., after all this stuff came out, his teammates didn't want him back in the locker room. They didn't want him. He's had at least three teams now, major league teams, that were like, we don't want you anymore. And that was while he was still pitching in the majors and pitching at a high level. So, Jim, again, I'm going to get a neck cramp here just nodding yeah. along with you. Like, we can completely, like I said, there's the, there's the off, the off the field stuff that obviously I don't like and a lot of people don't like. But if you look at it just from a way that you bring him in, he causes problems. He messes with the chemistry of this team that you've built. You, you've done a hard job of preaching about how, like, you've, you're trying to build a, a, an environment here that's, that's getting everybody working together and rooting for, for each other, and everybody likes each other, and, and they're going to get the best out of each other. You throw Trevor Bauer in the mix, and you're blowing all that up. right? On top of that, he hasn't pitched in the major leagues in two years. You don't even know who he is anymore, really. Just go out there and get a pitcher who you know can be a major league pitcher and who isn't going to cause shit. You deserve a round of applause for that, Jim. Because honestly, you just kind of stole my thunder there on this entire Bauer thing. Because you, I can throw, we want to throw all of his personal stuff out the window and the reason he suspended everything like that. 
I think that if he is still on the Arizona Diamondbacks this year, they're not in the World Series. He is a firecracker. You don't want to deal. We've all dealt with people at work. Let's just put it in our own personal lives. We've dealt with people that nobody likes and nobody wants to deal with. They make work miserable. You don't want to be around them. That's who Trevor Bauer is. Throw his personal suspension, everything like that aside. Nobody wants to deal with Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer, outside of his suspension, even before that, nobody likes him. Ask Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole despises him. (laughs) Nobody likes him. He's a bad person, and not just because of everything that happened, because nobody likes him. If nobody likes you, you're the problem. Trevor Bauer's flat out a douchebag. Like, there's no other way to put Trevor Bauer. He's a douchebag. I don't want him on my team because when we're talking about if we're going to look at a Pirates team that's going to be successful, you go back to 2013 through 2015, they were not the most talented team. They had talent around them, but it was a group of guys, and that clubhouse was somehow as tight as could be. Trevor Bauer does not allow a clubhouse to be tight. He doesn't win. The guy is not a winner. I don't want to root for him just because of everything that's happened, but he's an asshole. The guy's an asshole. I'm sorry, and I don't want to say swear words on here, but he's an asshole. There's no other way to put it. Nobody likes the guy. I don't know if you can actually point out a single person who has dealt with Trevor Bauer that actually likes him. I've never heard a good word about him. I don't want him. He's a dick. I don't want him on my team. He will destroy your clubhouse. I don't want him. I don't care if he has a 2.06 ERA. Everyone will hate him because he'll go around and brag about how his spin rate's higher than yours. He's a douche. Get him out of here. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome. All right. So let me have the floor here for a minute. And I want to preface this by this, and there's reasons I want to. A lot of people hated Trevor Bauer before all this, right? Before all this. And I've said it on this show just in talks, and I've said it, I think, on Twitters and people, right? I've always thought Trevor Bauer was good for the game, okay? And let me say in this way and why, right? He is a dick. He is a dick. And honestly, there's a piece of me that just loves that in people, right? There's a part of me that actually does. but. That's not where I'm going with this. What I'm going with this and why he's, I thought he was really good for the game is all the stuff that he does, like his YouTube channel, what he talks about, talking about pitching. Like the guy is a student of pitching. I mean, he is an absolute scientist of pitching, right? And there's no one out there in the game that's just giving this information for free, just out there for people and children and kids to consume. You know, I thought, he is really, really good for the game, you know, because look, look what he's doing to help grow it. Look at the information he's giving, you know, like you can just go and watch his channel and learn so much and become a better pitcher, become a better player and maybe get attached to the game because of him, right? That's not the teammate Trevor Bauer I'm talking about. 
That's just the the personality YouTube channel information Trevor Bauer, right? That's why I thought he was good for the game. But you guys are absolutely right. There's a problem when you don't you leave multiple teams, right? You leave many, many not by choice. You leave many teams and you never leave on a good note. When Andrew McCutcheon leaves a team, right? He's also traveled around MLB at this point in time. When Andrew McCutcheon leaves a team, he lives there being loved, right? They like the guy. Teammates like the guy. That's the guy you want in your club. When we talk about this team needs veteran presence time and time again, like Ben, what are you doing? Sign some people. This team needs some leadership, veteran presence. Kutch is that guy. Kutch fits that mold, right? Trevor Bauer truly doesn't for all those reasons, right? And I'll say, I want to say this point this out too, because I've seen this in multiple times. There's a correlation between AJ and Trevor. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Okay. I understand it. The, the ballsy attitude swag in that sense, but AJ's loved by his people. Like that's the real clear difference. People love AJ. And you want to talk about that clubhouse in 13, 14, 15, like as a pitcher, like I felt AJ was probably the most instrumental piece of that. Well, the couple years that he was there, he wasn't there for all of them, unfortunately, but like, I felt like he was like that leader. And to come from a pitcher is like kind of unheard of, but like he brought that, that whole entire clubhouse, something that they didn't have. And I get Trevor Bowers also like a couple screws loose, like AJ, but AJ's a dude. AJ goes in there. He got respect. He takes Jeff Locke under his wing. You know, like I don't see Trevor Bauer doing that. I see Trevor Bauer saying, no guys, this is how I do it. I ain't listen to you. This is how I do it. I don't listen to you. So like, there's that aspect of this as the teammate, right? And that's probably why I don't want that. And we haven't talked about the other stuff yet. And that's what I'm going to get to. I'm 100% a person of redemption. And you want to go about the redemption story. I think there are amazing redemption stories. I, everyone likes a good redemption story, right? But there's pieces that lead up to the redemption. Let's talk about Michael Vick. Close to home too. He signed with the Steelers. Guys, what he did, pretty damn egregious. He did some egregious shit. You want to talk about a bad person. What he did, terrible. Went to jail for it. I think this is one of the differences of the things we're missing out on. Michael Vick paid his dues. Is that enough? No. Like, he went to jail. You don't just simply go to jail, and because I've been in jail, I'm afforded opportunity, right? But he paid his dues. He, he did his time, right? But there was also a change in him, right? Like, he created his redemption. He showed remorse. He understood what he did was wrong. He went out there as an advocate for everything that he did in the past to be against it. You know, like he changed everything. He made that an effort. When he got out of jail, his focus on getting back to the NFL and changing his life completely. And he did that. He went out there and did that. And because you saw that in the person, right? You had to have a sit down, and have a talk with him, right? And, and that's this again, this is something that comes from the ownership level. This isn't just a GM saying, I want to sign Michael Vick. Like your whole organization has to sign off on that. You need to have a sit down on one-on-one, find out who the person is. And you found who Michael Vick is. And you say, you're a changed man. Let's give you that opportunity because you've now earned the chance for the opportunity. That's what we're missing here, guys. Like whether you want to say everything's been absolved. He's been cleared of everything. Well, he hasn't been cleared of everything. 
there's still multiple cases out there. This is one scenario where two really shitty people were involved because I'm not absolving her by any means. Seeing what she probably did in that sense too, like she's a pretty shitty person also, but two people can be shitty in a shitty situation, right? There's not a, there's always a hero in, in, in every situation, but there's also other situations out there that aren't resolved yet. So we're not sure if he's paid his dues because we don't know what has happened, what's transpiring with all these, right? I also don't see any remorse. I also don't see any like, you know what? I, even though I, I wasn't wrong in the situation for saying the same things that she's did, like, I also wasn't right. This is some really crazy, stupid things. And I'm not showing any remorse for it. Like, you're not giving me a reason to say you're different. You've earned the shot to redeem yourself because you don't have any redeeming qualities yet. And again, like, that's where I'm at. So like, all this stuff that we're talking about, I'm just staying away because if I'm looking at this also as a business, do I want to hurt my brand as the Pittsburgh Pirates of adding this to it? I'm with Jim. You know what? Just give me the other guy. It might cost more, but it might be more beneficial monetarily as well. I might make more ROI on the guy that costs more money than the guy who's cheaper because he doesn't come with his baggage. So just stay away from it. And you know what? Here's the thing. It seems like 29 other businesses are saying the same thing. So like, if they all know the facts too that we know and they're staying far, far away, probably tells me all the things that I'm hinting to right now is probably true. So just, just don't go there. Like you don't have to. You're not being forced to have a Trevor Bauer. So just don't. I'm not gonna I, lie, you've had a you've had a really good episode tonight, Denario. You've had some some good <laughs> some good soliloquies. Again, tonight. just thinking rationally yeah. and objectively, even though you guys like bust my balls, but oh, I mean, this is just, this is how seeing both sides you can come up to these these thoughts. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you make a really good point because because I think it's important and you know to say that people deserve second chances, right? Like I, I think people deserve. Some people, the, those show. that are deserving, yeah, deserve right. The ones who, yeah. the ones who, the ones who are deserving of it, right? Um, and so, so you bring up some good arguments there, like, and you bring up, you know, you bring up Vic, who, who Pittsburgh sports fans should should be well aware of, and and yeah, I mean, he was he was a different person when the Steelers signed him than he was uh, years prior to that, right? Uh, and, and you bring up a good point that Trevor Bauer has not shown that he's a different person in any of this he's if anything he's shown that he's he's, he's the exact down. same guy right um and and like i said just stay away you don't have to go out and get him you can go out and just get someone else who doesn't have the baggage he has so yeah and good, good I guess stuff that, i guess to add on to that like denardo talked about the comparisons that we've seen of aj burnett which we've all seen them there is a very fine line here between the intensity that I think both Bauer and AJ Burnett did bring. But there's a very fine line here between whether a teammate likes you or not. And that is a very important fine line. Like if you look at, I think a more appropriate type of comparison would be like a Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke's a weird <laughs> We all know it. Zach Greinke's always been weird. Teammates love Zach Grinky because you know he's quirky, weird. Not what he does. He I would attack you. 
Um, my internet's we didn't hear going what you said, again. but cool. Yeah. Yeah. But repeat that. I was, about, I was saying my internet went down again. But yes, Zach Grinky will sit down with a hitter and he will tell you, this is how I would attack you. Trevor Bauer's not doing that. Trevor Bauer's going to, I don't know, tell you how smart he is. You know what? That's really what it is. Trevor Bauer wants to make sure everyone knows he's smarter than you. But that's why I think he would say that to prove. And again, it's, it's, it's. No, I, I feel like Trevor Bauer's it. one that's going to put it in the back pocket and not tell you ever. No, I think he would, but it would also be the because only person that I know Trevor Bauer has ever Listen helped in me. his life. Mike Clevenger. And we see how that went. But uh, here, a great example. And, and how is their relationship? <laughs> okay. Well, how's Mike Clevenger doing? I wonder well, why they get along. two shitty people don't even like each other. So. Yeah. But like in all seriousness, though, like Zach Greinke is loved by baseball because of his quirkiness. Trevor Bauer could be in that conversation, but he's he's crossed that fine line where people do not like him because just the way he is. And I think this is the best example of it. Again, just go to like, like we don't know him, so I can't say exactly what it is. Proof is in the pudding. Again, Zach Grinky is liked. And we think it's because of these things, but he is liked. And Trevor Bauer is not. And we think it's because of these things, but he's not. It doesn't really matter how or why they're liked. It's just the matter of fact is one is liked and one is not. Whatever the reasons are, they're there. I mean, I, I will just go back to we've all worked with people like that. That they're good at their job, but at the I mean, end right of the day, here. There's, right there's, here in front of us. Right here in front of us. You know what I mean? I mean, God, I hate Jim. No, I love Jim. I was thinking about me, but <laughs> it's fine. But the, there, I will help you guys. I'm quirky, but I'll help you. You are Zach Rinky. <sighs> well, I am pretty. Jim, is... that's actually a pretty good comparison because Zach Grinky like also hates people. Tyler hates people, so yeah. Hate Tyler, Tyler being Zach Grinky is a pretty good comp. Zach Grinky would never leave his county if given the chance. No, he wouldn't. That's my kind of ever. Fun. Yeah, good call. But at the end of the day, people like Zach Grinky. Team, I don't think I've. Well, maybe I haven't dug deep enough, but maybe people don't like Zach Grinky that have played with him. I've never it's heard that. To, it's I haven't either, but I didn't know if I hadn't dug deep enough. Either way, we know people don't like Trevor Bauer. It's followed him around. I there's enough examples of teams that are able to come together. Okay, look at the 07 Rockies. I think it was 07. But the Clint Hurdle coach team that I might be making the 07 up. Might might have been yeah, like but but we know what you mean. Like the, the Rockies you know what I mean. Top fire. But like teams catch fire because they're able to just get it together and they don't have that cancer. If you don't have that cancer and Trevor Bauer is a flat out cancer. I think that's just the way to describe. He's a cancer to every clubhouse he's been in. You don't need him. Something to bring up here. And this is a good point. And I've seen this also, like he went to Japan and pitched there and trust me, respect is huge there. You know, like I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Ask here. Does anyone know if the Japanese teammates hated Bauer? I don't know enough. I didn't hear that they did. I hate him now. So there's that. But they do now. <laughs> he pissed off a lot now. of people this past week. Uh, so there's that. And again, I'm not saying that like directly. But again, it, it's 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 a wonder how it feels like every time he leaves somewhere, 
It's always in bad taste. He's yeah. just not a likable guy. No, he's not. Like, like I said, there's just too many examples of him not being liked by his clubhouse. And I, I think that's just a bad move to do right now with this group of players. If you had a different team, and and and, and again, I, I'm I'm personally not going to overlook the, the domestic violence stuff. But if you had a different team and say this team was full of vets, right? And this yes. was an older team, let's yeah. say if this team were the, the Dodgers, Dodgers, right? Be perfect. If, if this team were the Dodgers, then that's something where you know what, you know what? These guys can probably handle Trevor Bauer being thrown in the mix because they're just gonna be like, screw this guy, let him do what he wants. We're gonna we're gonna do stick to our thing. But when you have a team like the Pirates and it's a young group, super tight knit, they've they've come up through the minors together, they've gotten this culture established from from like complex league ball, right? And then you throw Bauer into that mix. It's just it's a different situation. And it's just this is a bad situation to add Trevor Bauer to, plain and simple. Like you're throwing Agreed. a firecracker right into the clubhouse. You can't do that. A group of very impressionable players right now. Is that the and, one you want? Or and like Jim said, though, but like Jim said right there was it's a team that you can't they're a team that they would have to rely on Trevor Bauer to be really good. He'd have to go to a team that he's not relied on. This team would have to rely on him way too much. He'd have to be an ace for them to get to where they need to go. He's not that guy to lead it. I don't yeah. I don't I don't think that's true. I, I just, think I just it think is. I just think like it's it's just not the right group of people to add someone like Trevor Bauer to. Because like you're not you're not signing Mike Lorenzen right now and saying you have to be the ace. You know what I mean? No, but you're, you're I just, think if you're trying to get some you, talent, <laughs> but if you were to sign Trevor Bauer, you're the ace immediately. Hmm. Like, okay. To be like, you sign Trevor Bauer. He's a top guy in that. Rotation. He's going to think he's the ace. I'll give you yeah, that. Much. He's he's top dude. He's the alpha in that clubhouse right there in the rotation. No question. He's the best of them all. He's not the guy that can be that. Gotcha. I, I see where you're going with that. That makes sense, actually. Well, I think that was good. And now we finally got it off our chest. And the thing is, probably a 99.99999% chance we never need even to talk about it because he's not going to be a pirate. Hopefully. But it's been something I feel like, you know, it's been out there. We just kind of stayed away from, but we talked about it. It's off our chest. I thought it was a good conversation, good dialogue. Good, good conversation. Not something I necessarily want to do again. So and again, no, like, and yeah, now we so don't hopefully, have to. So it's hopefully we don't have to. And I don't think we'll have to. I don't think there's any chance in hell <laughs> that Trevor Bauer signs with, let alone the Pirates, but any major league team. In hell, there might be. Like, okay. I'll give yeah, you that. That's true. In hell, that's there's true. probably a chance. Yeah, no, that's fair. The hell Pirates are probably signing Trevor Bauer <laughs> because it's kind of hell up here. So yeah. I can't imagine. It's probably like the, the I could see like the, I could see like the hell cubs. He'd be a good fit on the hell cubs. The hell cubs. Okay. <laughs> I bet the hell cubs are just the worst. They deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you, but again, it's out there. It's done. We can move forward. There'll be no more Twitter engagement for engagement farming tweets. 
we'll that I'm getting called out for. No more, no more about that. It's over. So, uh, but hey, the good news is the Pirates did make a signing. There's potential still room in this budget. Again, the trade hasn't come. We all anticipate a trade coming. So maybe some more emergency podcasts in the, in the future. Maybe some more Bucko, you know, baseball to talk about. But also, like with this all said, like we're three weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So it's about to get real for 2024. I'm excited. Yeah, we're getting closer. And and I mean, it plain and simple, the Pirates did get better this week. Correct. That's all you can ask for right now. Just keep getting better. Keep getting better. Well, Ben, I can I can ask for getting. a little bit more, but but yeah, just no, they, keep they got getting better. better. So don't don't stop, Ben. Keep getting better. Yeah, just don't stop. Keep going. Don't stop believing. All right, we out of here. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's leave. All right, everyone, really appreciate you watching. Of course, again, if you haven't subscribed, do all the good stuff. We'll be back. See you later. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining. See, doesn't look doesn't Jim look good there? See, Chris Gates, guys. Go check him out. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can. Uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.